Welcome back to the ball, the big episode number 10. We're in double digits. I want to kick this one off with some Chelsea and Tottenham. Now, this was the main event of the weekend. When you looked at the fixer schedule, you were, you circled that game. You said, I'm going to watch that game when it comes on. Now, Mourinho did enough to stay top of the table, and that's what top managers do. I think Tottenham is turning into a Mourinho-type team. They're organized, they're solid defensively, and they're lethal on the counterattack. Let's, let's go back in time a little bit here and look at Chelsea. Back in 2005 when Mourinho was a manager. They had Makalele and Lampard giving them organization. They had Terry and Galas sound defensively. And of course, Drogba and Robin lethal on the counterattack. Now let's go back to 2010. That Inter Milan team. Cambiaso and Zanetti, solid organization. Lucio and Samuel, defensively there. Eto, Melito, and Pandev on the counter. Can you ask for anything better than that? Well, he did get better than that. Madrid, 2012. Kadira, Chabi Alonso. Organization. Pepe and Ramos. All the defense you could ask for. And of course, how can you forget about Ronaldo and Karim Benzema leading the counterattack? Now, at Tottenham, he doesn't have Makaleli and Lampard for the organization. He's got Sissoko and Hoiberg. I mean, there's no Lucy, Lucio and Samuel solid defensively. He's got Eric Dyer and Rodon. What about up top? There's no Ronaldo and Benzema up there. It's Harry Kane and Son, which is all the more impressive that he keeps getting results and he's still top of the table and Tottenham leads the Premier League so far. Now, if you're familiar with these certain games, you might have guessed it might have been a nil-nil draw, which it was. And that's because once these big teams meet each other, they play a bit more defensive because, in effect, if you drop points here, that's six points gone rather than just three. Because you know the next game they're not playing a top four club. In rare cases they are, but... These are really big games, so sometimes these teams turn to tend to get in their show a little bit and uh, play a bit more defensive. Now, if you look at the team that Mourinho put out there, he's got Kane leading the line, Ndombele right behind him in the hole there, Bergwijn and Huming Son. Typical uh, starting three up there for, for Mourinho. Still no bail appearance, um, as of late at least, so maybe he starts making his way in that team and Ndombele actually ended up being man of the match so he had a great game uh, great on the ball made some nice nice passes right behind him Hoiberg of course and Sissoko and the center backs were a bit of a experiment there they had some injuries so they had to put on Rodan out there the Welsh Welsh center back and also Eric Dyer back there and very solid solid team on the other hand, Chelsea had a lot of talent on there. They had Tammy Abraham, Kovacic, they had Ziyech, they had Mason Mount, Timo Werner. I mean, this team, if it gets its act together, I think this this is the top two team once, once the season ends. 
looking at some of the statistics here. Chelsea had 13 shots. Tottenham only had five. So you can see that uh, Tottenham was feeling the pr pressure a little bit, but they were very solid defensively. Possession was 60% to 39 Chelsea. Pass success was 89 to 81% Chelsea. And also Chelsea had more tackles, 13 to 5. But they still couldn't break that team down. And it's a result. That's what Mourinho gets. Now, we don't usually talk about this team too much on the ball, but today we will. We're going to talk about Arsenal. And they suffered another loss over the weekend to the two Wolves. And now, what's the state of this Arsenal team? I mean, they only have one win in the last five games. They're 14th on the table with that most current loss. I think Mikel Arteta would he would get sacked, but who's going to who's going to take that job? I mean, the club has unrealistic expectations still, right? I took the time out of my day to read up on the financial status of the Arsenal Football Club. Don't ask how we got our hands on those documents here at the ball. We we have uh, our ways. Now, in their financial statement, they express obviously uh, revenue decreasing over the years, but their goals are still pretty high and I think unrealistic. They say they want to finish sixth. I don't think you're going to finish sixth. It's it's just it's too high in the table mark for Arsenal team, especially this Arsenal team. They want to get into the Europa League. I don't think that's going to happen. They're really financially constrained due to COVID, no ticket sales, so that's even more revenue lost. And you need revenue if a new manager is going to come take the team over. Because what do managers do as soon as they get a new job? They fire everyone. You know, they want to leave their mark on the team. It's just like a business. You get a new boss in town, maybe he just makes some changes, lets a couple people go, gets his team just how he wants it. And that's exactly the way it is when you talk about these football teams. Managers want to go to a club where they can leave their mark which means signing new players and if a new manager comes to Arsenal who are they going to sell? You're going to sell Aubameyang? He only has two goals in his last ten appearances one of them being a PK and by the way you just paid him 250,000 pounds for the next three years so he's going to be 33 when this contract ends and you can't you can't move him maybe you can sell Bellerin Maybe the market is good for him, but honestly, I think he might leave before they even get a chance to sell. Now, this game, they lost 2-1 to a good Wolves team. And Podence was man of the match. Obviously, if you watch the game, he was the best player on the field. And we'll see. We'll see what happens with this Arsenal team. It's time for the Balls Power Rankings. Coming in at number five, we've got Leicester City. It looks sluggish. They've been dropping points left and right. That's their second loss they suffered over this weekend. They're now tied for fifth in the table, but they're also just one loss away from being 13th. Number four, we've got West Ham, their first appearance in the Balls Power Rankings. They've got three wins in a row. They're fifth on the table. 
They've got United, Leeds, Crystal Palace next. I think there's points there. I think there's points there. Number three, we've got Chelsea. The team has been meshing. They look solid in attack. I think they finally found their goalkeeper in Mendy. And they're third in the table. Number three. Good job, Chelsea. Number two, we've got the Reds, Liverpool. They're still tied for first. No losses in their last five games. They're not dropping as many points as anybody expected. I mean, these guys are just getting injuries left and right, left and right. And, there's up, and they've also got that man, Jota, in form. Five goals, five appearances, Liverpool, number two. Number one, we've got Tottenham. The Spurs coming at number one once again. That's two weeks running. They're top of the table. They got a result away from Chelsea. And Mourinho has the team believing they could win. Let's see what happens. Thanks for tuning in to The Ball, airing every Wednesday on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Let's get the ball rolling. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to The Ball, airing every Wednesday on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Let's get the ball rolling. See you next week.